Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he'd called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they'd heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Good evening, everybody. My name is Eddie, and I'm the vicar here at St John's. It's great to be with you tonight. Let's just take a moment to pray, shall we, before we look at God's word. Father God, we thank you for Christmas, and we pray now that you'll help us to understand more of what Christmas means, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. There was so much noise that 
Mr. Brown, who saw him first, had to tell his wife several times before she understood. A bear on Paddington Station. Don't be silly, Henry. There can't be. Mr. Brown adjusted his glasses. But there is, he insisted, pointing to the bicycle rack. Mrs. Brown clutched at her husband. Why, Henry, I believe you're right. After all, it is a bear. The bear stood up politely, raised its hat, revealing two big black ears. Good afternoon, it said in a small, clear voice. I'm a very rare sort of bear. There aren't many of us where I come from. And where is that? asked Mrs. Brown. Darkest Peru. I'm not really supposed to be here. I'm a stowaway. The bear bent down to pick up his case. As he did so, Mrs. Brown caught a glimpse of the writing on a label around his neck. It said simply, Please look after this bear. Thank you. The Paddington uh, bear stories, so familiar uh, to many of us and a, a big favourite of in my own household. Paddington seems to delight um, all generations, but he also um, longs for a new home. He wants a new home in London. He's popular because hidden in every heart is the longing for a home like Paddington, for a place of love, acceptance and stability. Perhaps recently, uh, like me, you've had one longing in your mind and in your heart that despite the pandemic, despite the lockdown and the social distancing, that longing to get home to be with family and friends and loved ones this Christmas. I know that's been my longing. And some of us, of course, have had bad experiences of home, but most of us want home to be about those kind of intimate connections, about being face-to-face, about being um, together with one another. This longing to be home, I think, is in all of us. The writer of uh, Paddington Bear, Michael Bond, said the inspiration for the story uh, came one Christmas Eve. Uh, He was taking refuge in Selfridges and he saw on a a shelf across the shop a, a toy bear sitting lonely on the shelf. He also uh, drew upon memories seeing Jewish evacuee children pass through Reading Station from London during the kinder transport of the late 1930s. He said this, They all had a label around their neck with their name and address on it, and a little case, just like that of Paddington. And in one sense... Paddington is a refugee looking for a home, 
It's a story that reminds us of about, of about how we are to embrace the, the stranger, people who are different, who don't look like us. And of course, that's a, an important message. In the film, Paddington uh, says this. He says, in London, nobody is alike, which means everybody fits in. But as we think about that, we know, don't we, that as he finds out, prejudice still exists. And it's often directed at strangers, at those who are different. But not only this... Paddington, I think, gives us an incredible insight into the Christmas story and into the Christmas message. You see, in God's eyes, we're all wearing an invisible label around our necks that says, please look after me. Thank you. You see, we're all created to give and to receive love. But the Bible tells us that because of this evil world, we are, if you like, orphaned. We're refugees, we're strangers, stowaways, just like Paddington. We're lost and we're, we're far from our true home. Just as it says in the Bible elsewhere, remember you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenant promise, without hope, without God in the world. But then it says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. The Christmas story tells us that we're we're all lost, far from God, We're, we're homeless, But the Lord Jesus came into the world to to find us, to find you and to find me, to say, yes, I will look after you. I will give you a home, a secure place to live, a family forever and ever. But we might listen to that and think, well, how? How? How can I have this wonderful home? Well, the Bible reading from uh, John that we heard read says in chapter 1, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This verse sets two conditions, if you like, for, for being at home, part of God's family. He says that, We need to receive him and we need to believe in him. So firstly, believing in Jesus. That isn't like believing in Santa Claus. Jesus really existed. He really walked this earth. He really died. He really rose again. Believing isn't just acknowledging his existence. It's about actually putting our trust in him. Let me explain with an illustration. There was a very famous high-wire artist um, by the name of Charles Blondin. And on one occasion, he walked across the Niagara Falls on a tightrope, and then he came back again. And then he said he would walk across with a wheelbarrow. 
He returned after he'd done that, and he claimed that he could even take a person across in the wheelbarrow. If you had been there, and he shouts, do you believe in me? You know what he'd be asking, don't you? He's not saying, do you believe I exist? Or even, do you believe I'm able to take somebody across? He's really asking is, would we be prepared to let him push us across? If you really believe in him, then you would be prepared to commit your life into his hands. And apparently his, his manager did just that and he was fine. You see, believing in someone is about trust that is seen in action. So the first condition of being at home with God is trusting in Jesus. Not in ourselves, not in going to church, not in giving to charity. No, the key is trusting in the person of Jesus Christ. So think about that. If we think about the past year, we've seen the things that we trust in. We've seen how they've been unreliable whether it's our health or our wealth or, or our career, we've all had to face, haven't we, the reality of just how insecure these things are. I wonder whether you've ever thought about trusting in Jesus. That might sound strange, but you may well ask, how uh, do I know that he's even trustworthy? Well, there really is only one way to find out, and that's to receive him. And that's the second condition here. Receiving Jesus means taking him into your life. It doesn't really mean a kind of peaceful coexistence who makes no claims on your life, as though he was sort of staying in your house as long as he doesn't play too much loud music. You see, when Jesus first spoke to people from his own town, they received him gladly. But as soon as they heard something that he didn't like, they actually tried to throw him out. They were happy to receive Jesus while they liked what he had to say. But as soon as Jesus challenged them, they rejected him. For the Bible tells us that Jesus is both Saviour and Lord. We've been singing about that in our carols. You see, we quite like the idea of Jesus being somebody who helps us, maybe gives us a bit of guidance sometimes, maybe even the idea that he might rescue us. But as soon as Jesus challenges us as a a Lord or a King or a, a ruler over our lives, we don't like it and we tend to reject him. Because at the centre of every human heart is sin, which at its root is all about me and me getting my own way. It's actually about running away from home, away from our true home that we were meant to be in with God. But receiving Jesus, if we receive Jesus, it means coming home to God. And taking him into our lives, into our home, into our marriage, into our school, into our careers, 
into our hopes and into our dreams. For he really is the one who came to save us, the one who gives us the home that we all long for. Being part of God's family is all about receiving Jesus. You see, Jesus is a gift. That's why we give and receive presents at at Christmas, to remind us that God is the greatest gift of all in his son, Jesus. And when we believe and when we receive him, we realise that we're home. We're in our true home, the home that we've always longed for. Just as John 1 verse 13 says, God gave the right to become children of God. Children not of natural descent, nor human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. That's incredible news. That's an incredible promise. God gave the right for you and me to become his children. You see, we all have that invisible label around our necks that says, please, please look after me. And you see, the Christmas message is all about that, about Jesus coming to look after me, to bring us into God's family forever, giving us a home. And that's not something actually you or I can do. It's about being born of God. And that might sound, again, very strange or new to you, but that's what God has done for us. Just as it says elsewhere in John, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not die, but have eternal life. And the way he rescued us from death is by dying on the cross in our place, by the shedding of blood, by rising to new life so we could be his child, in his family, home with him forever. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what this Christmas is about. God coming into his world to rescue you and me from sin and death through his son. It's a, it's a gift. It's a gift waiting to be believed in. It's a gift waiting to be received. And like all gifts, it's free. But the question is, will you open it? Will you open your heart to it tonight and receive it? Believe. Believe Jesus tonight. Receive Jesus tonight. And you will have the ultimate home you've always longed for, forever and ever. That's the promise of the Bible. To the one who says... Lord, please look after me. God says to you, you have the right to become my child. Before I pray, um, you might like to find out more about what I've just said. And there's going to be a Just Looking course that Chris has mentioned, which will explore more the, the truth of Jesus and it's the amazing good news and the promise of a home with him. If you'd like to find out more, do come along to that, that Zoom uh, course. It would be a great opportunity.
Or perhaps tonight you might make the first step in believing and in receiving Jesus. And if that's you, then I just invite you to say in your heart with me this prayer. So let's just take a moment of quiet wherever we are and I'll lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son that first Christmas. Thank you that he paid for my sins by dying on the cross. And thank you that he rose again to prove we have everlasting life. Lord, please look after me. Please give me a home in your family. Forgive me for running away. I place my trust in Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Help me receive my place in your family today. For I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, then I'd really encourage you to tell somebody uh, you know that is a Christian about that. Or you can always email us here at the church. It just remains me for me to say a very happy Christmas to you all. Happy Christmas.